0: I want to welcome everyone to the 48th episode of Money Trees. In today's digital world, you're seen before you're heard. Captivating visuals are paramount to standing out. When you connect with a director that understands your vision and how to show off your artistry at the highest levels, it can do wonders for your career. Today's guest lives for capturing creative essence from behind the camera. He's here to talk how he chops, splices, and amplifies your world through his lens. D nice by design is here. How are you doing today, G? Yo,
1: what's good? Yo, you know what? It's so different to <laughs> it's different to hear you like talk to me that way because I've been listening to your other joints. So I'm like, yo, you be talking these people up. Like, I wanna meet them. And now to hear you talk about that, about like what I'm doing is pretty fire. And um, yo, I'm really appreciative, man. Thanks for having me up here.
0: You know, uh, I think I've said this before, but it's like, to me, the Money Trees notes, and also, thank you, but the Money Trees notes are like like my babies. You're not supposed to have a favorite. But when you sent me your picture, I was like, oh, this is going to look tough. So on top of all of the compliments, which I do believe, I was checking out your work. I believe you have a great eye. He was talking some photography yesterday with Amina, and so it's fire kind of having a back-to-back uh, visual episodes. But that's something that I really, really appreciate, and I think that it's so crucial to standing out in today's – like it's it's crowded. I'll say that. The space is very crowded. There's a lot of people making content, and one thing that to me is tried and true is just that if your visuals are on point – People will pay attention, even more so than the record. And I have some examples of that, but I don't really want to talk too much about me. I've seen you in the space for months now. You have been showing Money Trees, Hella Love, which we are grateful for. But on top of that, tons of mutuals. Me and you actually missed each other by what had to have been maybe 15, 20 minutes a couple weeks ago at the Bronxland 2 release. I saw that you were taking pictures there, and I'm like, nah, hold on. My guy is in New York? Uh, that Yeah. So that, that was kind of crazy. Um, before we jump into all of that, can you talk to us about where your passion for
1: film and directing started? Uh, where it started? It started growing up as an 80s baby. I mean, I'm talking... Um, I. I loved the Goonies, bro. Like that storytelling was amazing, and it shaped me as a kid. Also, all I mean, being an '80s kid, like, and and being able to go to the 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 video store and look at all the the boxes of all those VHS tapes, and I would like sneak into the horror section and like totally like I could envision every single um, cover for those VHS tapes. It was like, it it like burned into my brain, like those old school, like mom and pop video stores in New York at that time. And that was like the beginning of my love for, for, for movies. And I, I grew up in a household where my mom was a painter and a sculptor. So I had this artistic side, but like being able to, to really see, uh, the visual being created as in in a, in a story like a narrative like a film, um, that really piqued my interest. And then MTV, like I saw MTV and VH1 start right when it like right when it was right there. So I was watching like Peter Gabriel music videos and Michael Jackson like Bad, and it was like something that just I grew up with. And then later on, being being a teenager. I know I'm dating myself, but I don't care. But like uh like Black Hole Sun and the Snoop Dogg uh like Snoop Dogg video, um, where he's on top of the, the uh the corner store and like um gin and juice and um what's another major music video that kind of just like like just changed my world was oh um damn it what was the Oh, uh, Wu Tang Clan! Like the video, video music box, and and seeing Cream, and 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 just all those videos like shaped what it was. Just like my my love for what music was, and it went hand in hand. The visual and the music always was together. And um, later on, I just wanted to be. At that time, I thought I wanted to be a musician. But I was really bad at remind, like like writing lyrics and being able to remember them, um, and I just was always looking for my place. And after being in in the creative world, in the advertising world, and being you know growing up, loving art, and then seeing that I could actually make a living in it, and then not being fo- totally satisfied with the advertising side. And just, you know, working in a corporate life, um, I started to really start to dig in and really look at, like, how can I make my passions and align them? And I ended up starting this uh, this agency where it was just helping independent artists. And it was uh, it kind of started uh, with just one artist and then learning about them and, and what their needs were and then being able to solve those problems.
0: Who? Yo. Okay. 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 I love, I love the origin stories here. That's easily becoming one of my favorite parts of getting to have these conversations is hearing about where these guests, where where the guests, not these, that sounds very uh, detached, but where the guest passions derive from. One little anecdote, the impact of pop culture when you're a youth really does kind of transcend what you even understand when you're consuming the content. You mentioned gin and juice. And every time I think about gin and juice, I'm reminded that I never, ever had an alcoholic drink until I was on this cruise for my 16th birthday. uh, And we were in international waters. I won't say where, but anyway, (laughs) these people asked me what I wanted to drink. And the only drink that I knew was gin and juice from the video and so anyway random anecdote thinking about the vhs covers that's such a kind of lost art you know and the cover art is something to me that i loved about cds and i know that we still kind of have that with like spotify and everything but the tangible nature of getting to pick that up and see that you know i wasn't You said it's funny, you said you dated yourself with it. Uh, I was around for the DVD and Blu ray boom, but VHSs were always fun to me, where it's like, you know, you could go put your VHS in and rewind it, and even like dealing with that process with my grandmother's player was super, super ill. And there wasn't much of a question there. I just, I loved hearing that story because it brought me back to so many moments in my past and just made me think about the impact that certain pop culture elements have had on my own career so we can see how you fell in love with the camera and with film and with just visuals and helping to incorporate that in your work i love the agency i think the name is fire big on names big on origins thank you what do you like about web3 like what made you want to say okay let me start getting into this space to explore my craft
1: all right, so, um, it was really about problem solving. So I, I have, um, I have a past where I I was in the Navy for eight years, right, and and that really hones me, really understanding. Like after being a knucklehead in high school and and being in rave culture and and, and also being in graffiti and and being being uh, you know a wannabe all city crew. Uh, a tagger at that time, um, I had to I had to grow up and you know make a life for myself. So I went into the military. I was in the Navy for eight years, and um, and I gotta say that uh, I'm sorry. Can you can you say that question again? Because I, I got I got I got distracted by something.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. You're good. I was just trying to figure out hearing about the influence that like pop culture had on you falling in love with, you know, working behind the camera. I'm trying to see where did web three spark your interest? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what it was. So it was that whole problem solving angle. So, um, so I understood that about myself that I was a very good creative problem solver. And, um, now fast forward being in, in the design world and being able to create a problem solve for brands and campaigns uh, and really honing that technique. Um, I was tasked with, um, and I, I've been part of the crypto scene since 2017. I was in the ICO bust and I, you know, I bled with everybody else. I kept all my bags though, and that definitely ended up saving me because what happened was somebody asked me about NFTs and uh, should, should they jump in with the wave? And this was from a corporate side, and I was like, eh, that's really weird. Um, corporate corporations is trying to ride a wave That's never good um, Let me look into it some more And while I was looking into it um, I was like, oh Snap, like this is The other missing part From what I'm trying to build for independent Artists because it's always You're always trying to Make the juice Worth the squeeze for artists, right It's, it's hey, um, build Out this content, do all this work Around making your music, so then you could pique the interest of possible people that would like your music. But then all that creative and all that stuff is being wasted almost, or it's going off into the ether. Um, so how do we how do we make that an ROI rather than making it just something that's used for marketing purposes and then just sent out there and never never to th- be seen ever again? Um, and that's where I started to make the connected dots. Like, you know, web three is, this is, this is the future because now all that work is not only just, a, a, a something that can be bought, but it's also something that is, is an opportunity to tell a story in a more, it, it's not even like 3d anymore. It's like 40, you're getting the music, you're getting, you're getting the emotions, you're getting, you're getting everything sent in all these different um packages. It's all about the, the packaging of how you could package this art and then people could actually support directly off of that. And I was like, this is a no-brainer. I, I gotta find out a way how to uh, make this part of what we offer for for independent artists. Whew
0: I love it. I think that you touched on some really, really ill points with I also I really love that quote. I haven't heard that in a while. Making the juice worth the squeeze where artists can put in so much effort in other mediums and not necessarily get the equivalent returns that are being made available to them right now in Web3. And while it's not an easy space to quote-unquote make it in, I believe that the long-term value in building your career using these tools, again, not only focusing on them, but finding ways to incorporate them as another layer in your world building, in your storytelling will pay dividends because we've never had this real ability to digitally or verifiably own something digitally. And that becomes a really interesting concept in the coming decades, especially from like an art and legacy perspective. I It's really, really kind of funny to me thinking that the corporate angle and you seeing like yo like what are they trying like what kind of bs would y'all potentially be getting into here is what opened the door for you there because i think that when you mentioned the ico bust i missed that wave like i got into crypto a little bit before then and got back in a little after that just because the ico piece didn't make sense to me what was your biggest takeaway from the ico bust that's helping you navigate the space currently People are full of shit. Simply put. <laughs> <laughs> <pretty much> yeah.
1: <laughs> because that's what it was all about. Like you're seeing that right now. It's it's the same thing, it's rinse and repeat. Um it's people have great ideas, but um ideas aren't anything without execution. And you have to be a great executioner and 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 where like people were just throwing money at anything to with the idea that they could get rich. And it's just like, when you do that, you're, first of all, it's not healthy. Second of all, it's, uh, you know, it's a hope and a dream and, and, and you're just being part of the flock and you're just waiting to get fleeced. And I, I, I see it. I, there's a lot of similarities. However, I think there's something that's fundamentally different between the ICO uh, era and and nft era and it's because um art and actual t- like actual use case is being like used for the crypto where it was more about like just thoughts of we could build things with this or this has an opportunity and we're trying to be different or we're trying to be ethereum 2.0 or 3.0 whatever they're trying to do the next bitcoin um i think now it's just like hey this is these are the 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 rules that we have within this sandbox. And these are the problems that we're trying to solve. Um, This is how we're doing it. And some projects are doing that. And those are the good ones. I I think that we're starting off small and we're we're accomplishing these tasks. And when we accomplish these tasks, we have a proof case and we have a minimum viable product. And now we're gonna tackle the big thing. Um, But there is also, contrary on on the other side is there's a lot of hype projects and a lot of broing going on but um i think it's kind of double-edged sword it's more uh, that type of thing is 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 also bringing attention to the space when you see the board apes and you see these others are the gary v's that are like screaming at the top of their lungs that this is it this is it um and there's huge evaluations it does pique people's interest to start to look in and be like well you know what is going on here. And then, you know, someone like me that's like, oh, I'm a problem solver. I could solve problems. And I could actually make this work for my smaller case. So I I think I think that's what I take away from the ICO area.
0: Yeah, I think those were some really, really valuable takeaways that allow you to move in the space in a way you're a little bit less likely to get fleeced. Maybe a lot of it. But um speaking on projects that you know, I feel like good is subjective, but we'll stick with that term for now. Projects that you feel are good. One thing I loved with the picture you sent me, and you had even highlighted it, was your signature hat. How ill is it that your Invisible Friends, which I think was a very, very hyped project where the art is also fire from the first time I saw the GIF or the GIF, I knew that it was something that I would personally love to have been a part of. How far was it for you to get? And Invisible friends that was rocking a similar hat style to your own fave.
1: Yo, that was just that. That was just that. That was God's work right there. Um, but that was just the luck of the draw. And um, it, like how I found out about, I'm just super happy with Sam. We named them Sam because my wife had an uh, imaginary friend when she was when she was young. So we came up with we said like whoever we get as this invisible friend, we're going to name them Sam, and they are going to be part of the business. And we hire them as a um, being that we have IP rights, we hire them as a, a production assistant. And uh, we plan on building out the storyline for Sam and uh, their their role in uh, D nice by design, but they got to start at the bottom. So they're PAs right now. Uh, so yeah, that's that's uh that's the story about Sam and it, like when we're talking about like good or like valuable projects um invisible friends like most of the community it was one of my it, it was my first PFP project ever and I just needed to I needed to see what it was about like it's very it is one thing to stand on the sidelines and talk crap about things but Another thing is to actually just, you know, put your money where your mouth is and, you know, don't talk about it, be about it. So I had to at least be a part of it. And that goes back to like the corporate responsibility of like trying to figure out if what NFTs are about and how does it work? Um, I was kind of throwing myself in and like, I'm going to buy PFP. I'm going to buy Metaverse Land. I'm going to buy these things and I'm going to see what it's about and learn about it by actually touching it.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate that. I feel my sentiment has slightly changed in regards to that where early I really didn't like the idea of associating myself, my identity with particular PFPs. And to me, it just became a thing of like trust and that I've spent my entire life establishing my identity. And so to then wrap it up in a project or an image from people that I don't know and haven't known long enough to stake my own reputation on whatever it is they're creating. It was a different, a difficult kind of sell for me. Where I've, where my thought has adjusted on that is the storytelling capabilities that are available, like what you just outlined with Sam, in being able to not necessarily make this you, but make this character representative of your brand and incorporate him into the larger world that you're building and use cases like that become very, very interesting to me. And then it's like, theres I feel like there's also a bit of a thin line though, because if you were going around introducing yourself as invisible friend, number, whatever, whatever, to me personally, it's a little funky. I feel like, you know, you should have another identity, but you know, to each his own. So while it's not for me, I understand why people do that. You talked about, Sam being a PA and a part of your team, do you handle all of the visual effects, or is that something that you
1: outsource? Um, currently, I'm I'm shooting, chopping, and spicing. I, I look at it as a sheffing up a plate. So I'm doing I'm doing mostly all of that. So when it comes to visual effects, yes, I do my visual effects. I do the editing um, and coloring. Currently, um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> along with the directing. Um, but as we flex with certain projects um, and certain projects come in where they're bigger budgets and they, we can uh, spread the wealth, um, we, I have like a team of people that we work together and we kind of just shoot the, uh, the uh, delegate, whatever needs to go across. But for mostly everything that I've done so far, whatever's on the d on nice by Design website, it's solely um, pretty much all the pre-production stuff is, uh, at least concepting wise is mine. I also have a business partner that helps me with the actual like shoot day and stuff like that. And I don't know if you ever saw the, um, uh, some of the behind the scenes uh, videos, behind the sauce videos that we do, but um, you could see like the team work together but, yeah, the post-production stuff, yeah, that's all me right now. Um, and it, I definitely lose a lot of sleep.
0: Yo, Behind the Source is a really fire branding for behind the scenes. I might have to jack that, and I'll credit you for it. But <laughs> Behind the Source is pretty gas. Have you thought about what um, a Dow film studio or production house looks like?
1: Yeah, um, so spoke with um, uh, Let Me Out Productions, which they have a whole tokenized model on how that would work. And it's open source, they have a huge white paper, and it's really, really interesting. Um, There's some hurdles when it comes to that on bigger productions, because at least in New York City and a lot of other big cities, it's driven by unions and the unions aren't on board with any type of tokenizing, any type of production. Um, so it's it's a little tough to navigate, but uh, it's definitely on my radar. I just wanna make, I don't want it to be a gimmick. I want it to be true and to, to achieve the goal of where we're trying to point uh, D-Nice by Design. You know,
0: regulations are put in place to protect us And a lot of times they do hinder progress in unforeseen ways. So it's interesting to think about the unions and some of the issues around tokenizing certain aspects that could slow down the adoption of this. Because it becomes interesting to me thinking about being able to kind of outsource an entire project quickly, everyone agree on their splits and come together based off of previous work, and just get a production done. And know that your, you know, share is safe and agreed on on the blockchain, and it's a, uh, I think it's something that's definitely worth exploring, and may- will probably have to happen in less heavily regulated areas. And once there's a proof of concept, potentially expanded into um, bigger cities, larger larger areas. Another thing, just thinking about kind of the hurdles that come along with traditional practices i saw that you were considering the shopify beta and well, tell me tell me tell me your thoughts there
1: all right so i just i i like cms systems you know so like i i'm currently trying to build my own marketplace or at least a destination for all the artists that we have been working with in the past um revisiting all the creative that we did for the rollout Cause we do those mini uh, stem pack rollout packages and how do we make those into NFTs and, and pretty much that's their onboarding into the space. And um, I just wasn't happy with whatever, whatever, everything that was out in the space at that current moment. So I started looking at like, all right, how do I make a web three uh, enabled marketplace that is part of my current website? where that could be the destination. And then we could also have um, like a gathering and kind of just overall just like a blog of just free advice about the Web3 space. So it's just like a destination. And that's when I also saw your Web3 blueprint. And I was like, oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. Taking this stuff and at least reposting it here so it could just be in, in, in in a source where people could just learn. And um, yeah, so... This is really, it's just really funny. I, I started looking at other options and then I saw that uh, somebody mentioned that Spotify was going to start with a beta for uh, NFT. Oh, it was places.
0: Spotify. I completely no, no, read not, that.
1: Not, not Spotify, my bad. No, I said Okay, okay, okay. Well, Shopify, it was Shopify? Okay. Exactly I was like, <laughs> okay, So word, Spotify word. was like, yo, we have this beta, sign up. So I signed up and then they sent me an email shortly, you know, a couple of weeks after saying, hey, thank you so much. Currently, this is uh, for the Shopify uh, Plus membership, and that's going to be what was it two thousand dollars a month? And I was like, wait, what? Like that's the total opposite of what this whole like movement is about. You're 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 going to charge people two thousand dollars a month to enter and and be able to become. Uh, a major um, participant within the creator economy, but you're you're just you're taking money out of the economy. You're not. Yeah, Twitter needs in. to give
0: me some tomato emojis, but keep going.
1: <laughs> Yo, facts. So, so that's where it was. At. I was like, oh no, nah, bump that, and and then I heard other people like actually considering it. I'm like, no, there's so many free options out here. Like, you have manifold, you have third web, you have. Um, there's another uh, one that I just saw so it's like all these are coming up and it's it's that decentralized um uh just open source portion of what makes this space so special um and i think people just try to chase the easy option and they they're just like they're so used to web 2 where it's just like let me just give you everything so you can make things easier for me and it's like ah, that trade off is not it
0: not at all can- can't wait for zuck to make Another quadrillion dollars taking 50% of everyone on the platform's NFTs. I mean, get it how you live. On another note, speaking about other options for releasing and putting out your projects, we were playing your video uh, project with Outlaw that you guys dropped on Glass. How did that video come about and what made you want to put that out on Glass?
1: So how the video came about... Outlaw and I. After after I got out the Navy, I I had this creative bug. So I um, I went. I used my my GI Bill and went to went to college. And I went to college. I wanted to start like a clothing line, and um, because I'm an '80s baby, so that means that puts me right about the Mark Echo era when I was in high school, and everybody loved Mark Echo. So while I was doing that, and I was in college, I met up with Outlaw and he was in the same, he was in graphic design with me. And he also had another homeboy who I'm really close with as well, Kyle, super fly Kai, um, not super duper Kai, but super fly Kai. Um, but, so, they were just dope. They were just spitting, always, always spitting dope bars and like making music together. And I was like, I need to figure out how I could promote these guys because they're freaking amazing. I ended up, kind of doing production for uh like pre-production work for one of their music videos because uh, they had a song. I was like, you know what? I got the perfect venue for you. And it was in Five Points. That was when Five Points was still up. And I, I I'm part of Bike Life. So I had all my motorcycle friends come through and we shot a crazy video. He had somebody else shoot the music video, but I did like all the organizing for it. And it was so dope. And then the the person that shot the music video lost all the footage. So then the music video never surfaced because it never got edited. So that was something that I always took as like a, you know, like a, like a little grudge. So after I started uh, doing stuff with D-Nice by Design and and starting that up and doing the indie stimulus packages, uh, Outlaw hit me up and he was like, bro, I'm coming to New York because he moved out to LA. He was like, I'm coming to New York. We need to shoot. I was like, bet. You just tell me what day it is, and we'll just make it happen. And he sent me the song. I listened to it. I um I saw the vibe that he like I I, I like I heard the music, but I saw the vibe. So that was where I was like, all right, I know the venue, I know the location. We had a studio out in uh, in Paterson, New Jersey. So um and we kind of made that happen. Uh, we it, it was like a day in November in 2019, by the way. It was, um, it was right. Was it 2019? Yeah, I think it was. It was 2019 or 2020, and so it was a little bit ago. And we shot it. We did everything, and um, he just held on to it because he had an issue with his current manager. Well, his old manager, and he needed to get his business right. And I actually helped him with that as well, in pointing him in the in the right direction with that because um, I did some management before. And um, once he got all that straight, he was like, bro, I got this music video ready to drop. And I was like, yeah, let's make it an NFT. And he was like, wait, what? (laughs) So I kind of like introduced it all to him and he ended up dropping it as an NFT. And um, the the rest is history. And and when we're talking about Glass, that was just pure just uh, talking with Dio at the event where we missed each other. I met Dio at that Bronxland 2 event um i really liked the the makeup of the team it was like a new york like vibe and it was part of the culture so what's better to to be part of the culture and do something for the culture uh on that platform and um it was it was great to to do our genesis drop um and we had our expectations a little high but um it's I think it's keeping us honest and we're here for the long haul. So we're just going to do, we're going to slow burn this out and we're going to make it happen either way.
0: Yeah. I think when it comes to the expectations behind sales, it becomes something that to your point, like this is about the longevity. We talked about a Gary V. a a little bit earlier. One thing that I do love from him is the concept of macro patience and micro impatience. Where long-term, it doesn't matter, you know that it will be successful. But short-term, it's like every single day you're doing all the work that you can to make it be successful. And if you can find that sweet middle ground where you operate there the immediate success isn't important because you know that you're doing everything you can each day towards that big picture success that you're working towards i think the video is gas again i had to run the record back i had already heard it prior to this episode but listening to it before we came in made me want to run that back and i think that that speaks to the quality of it and yeah shout out to glass os nyc float we need to link up. I'm actually thinking about. It's funny as you were sitting here talking. I'm like, yeah, like I gotta connect you with the some of the guys that we work with here in the oh, guys. Some of the artists that I work with here in the city, because I think that it would be ill kind of getting your eye and their talents together. Money tree is all about planting seeds and ideas. We'll have to make sure that these come to fruition. Yo, I also just for for posterity. Got to show you some love for even doing this episode today. It's a Friday. I uh, messed up our original scheduling, and I really appreciate that. It's a beautiful day in the city right now. Weather is finally taking a turn for spring, even though it's the middle of April. It's about a month behind. No complaints there. You had talked earlier, and I think this is in March when we had first spoke about you coming on the show, that there was a project that you were working on. Now, was this glass drop that project, or are you able to kind of hint at what that project was?
1: Yeah. So um, this was the this is the first part of it. This is the genesis part. So what what we're doing, and it, it kind of speaks to what you were talking about before, like expectations, right? We wanted to – before we started talking all this nonsense or like all this bumping our gums about certain things, right? Uh, we wanted to at least be able to say, hey, let's look. We, we, we put this out, we, we shot this, we edited it, we did everything. We came up with the concept of like, of how we're going to go about it. We devise a plan, be attentive about attentive, uh, have a tent behind it and actually go in and, and go with it and jump in with both feet. So that that's kind of like, I wanted to make sure that our posture was right before we started having like a conversation on, on money trees. Right. And I think it, like being that it dropped and we have no sales on it right now, I think it, it's, it's great to talk about it now because um, it just it, it keeps us honest. Right. So what with what we're doing on Glass is that we're we're dropping uh, music videos from our past two years of work and Outlaw is the first one. Um, because he's a homie. We have a really long understanding. Like, we know each other for a really long time, and he has an understanding of, this is a test. You know, the airplane's being built. We always say this, the airplane's being built in mid-flight and all that stuff. But, like, he didn't go into it with any expectations. I was able to talk to him and manage those expectations, right, um, which is really important. If I would have just grabbed uh, my next music video client, and then said, "Hey, we're doing it as an NFT, and like did this whole Wagmi shit." And he's this over here thinking that he's gonna get paid. And then we're going three weeks with no sales. He's gonna look at me, or, or or she's gonna look at me like crooked and wild. Like, yo, you're a bean shooter. So I think the the important thing was to manage expectations. Being able to uh, work with somebody that knows that this is gonna be a grind, and we're gonna figure this out together, and we're gonna eventually. Be successful by through consistency, and then once we have that formula, I'm able to then repurpose it and 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 kind of make um uh make a promise to whoever then sees all our previous work, like oh, d nice by design. They they're about their business and they've been here for a while, so now we we do trust them, and we're willing to to vibe with whatever they got because they bring the value. Um, And that, and when we talk about value is like building out that ecosystem. How does that look? Like we're doing stuff on glass for the lower barrier to entry music videos, the indie stimulus packages that we do. And then the bigger, more fleshed out, like these really big, bigger music videos where we have a full team and stuff like that, that would be like a one of one and that would be on our marketplace. And then there's, you know, there's going to be quarterly um, airdrops uh, to those type of token holders. So we're building out like an ecosystem within d by Design. So regardless of what artists partner with us and, and really like our vision and like the way that we do things, because both of us are going to be artists that, is, that are partnering on this, um, It's all the pressure is not on the artist to, to be a Web3 artist and to build this world and you, like that's it. You gotta you're a corporation now. You gotta constantly turn this out because now you have have investors. We're we're mitigating that by partnering with us. We're doing dope stuff. If you love the way that we do it, great, because we're gonna constantly be feeding the ecosystem with new artists and new creative. So that's that's the structure of how we're doing it um but it's, we gotta baby step it out and it's like this first glass drop working with with outlaw um and then we have a couple of uh air drops after that sold out and then we have a couple of uh other drops um actual music video drops with all the other artists and we're trying to just every quarter be able to drop something new and to just feed the masses um but it all starts with this one drop this first one
0: yeah I love that. Again, kind I of said it. Money trees is about planting seeds, planting ideas. I know for a fact, D nice, we are going to look back on this episode and see many of the things that you have talked about have come to fruition. You put in the effort, you put in the work, the quality is dope. Yo, know, we're just we're in the early days of this. And I'm very, very excited to see the growth of you and your agency and see more of the visuals that you will put together. I'm also very excited about a video that we will get made before the end of summer. I am planning that seed right here right now has to happen. We'll figure out what it looks like sometime soon. We're in the city. Again, it's starting to warm up. I want to be outside. Want to go shoot something fire. Um, yo, this has been a really ill conversation. Before I let you go, there are two questions that I ask everybody that comes on Money Trees. The first question, what is your seed phrase? Now, I know seed phrase is normally your account recovery key. And at this point, if you've been watching the show, you got to get it. I think that it's not a good enough term for security. It's just not. It's seed phrase. Like if you're new to the space, that doesn't scream, hey, if I lose this, I lose access to my account and all of my assets. So on Money Trees, we are repurposing seed phrase to be a saying, a quote, a slogan, A lyric, a motto that you live by, that embodies your approach to your career, to your art, to your craft. D nice by design. What is your seed phrase?
1: So, I love the seed phrase comment. It's it's very uh, bodega sign neon aspect. Um, So, Web two is we grew up in New York. It was like, yo, don't don't talk about it, be about it. Web three now is. And this is a C phrase, Uh, vote with your ETH, not with your teeth. Vote vote with your ETH,
0: not with your teeth. We are going to list the one of one Money Trees number 48 note up for sale after this episode. What is the price of your note going to be?
1: The marketing-minded portion of me is like... Is there any way that we could just give this as like a a free, a free one? But I think it's on yeah, Zara, yeah, we can, so. we can,
0: we can, So they I I had one free one, and I had to list it at point zero 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 one, and the person that got that just had to pay for gas for
1: it. Okay. Um, that point zero zero that is a little. So, can we do point zero 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 one two?
0: Sure, I think I think that'll be like four cents. But yeah. <laughs> yeah you,
1: it's all good. Just yeah, just just you know why? Because right now it just gives somebody an opportunity to to hold that and be like, yo, I have it. And then of course make sure you have your you know, have your your, your royalty percentage. But I just think that I I just I would like the masses to be able to get it somehow, some way. And then it, it becomes valuable because I already know you're going to be consistent and then the value comes when it's like yo I got this and 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 I'm going to constantly I'm going to tune in because one I just learned about D-Nice by design and two uh Kufu's dope and and what's going on out there so I I just think that let's try to give it to the masses let's, let's give them a freebie and um and and let's just uh, just back up with being more consistent with 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 maybe some more fire season two season three you know the the music video drop you know some we get something popping
0: yeah there it is I love letting the guest determine it I agree with the sentiments I'll support all guests in whatever the approach is for me the value comes in this conversation being able to hopefully share this with others in a way that. Allows them to learn more about their potential approach. If there's other directors, cinematographers that are looking to get into the space and can hear something that you said and take something away from this, this episode has done more than enough, in my opinion. The notes, I just love the way that they look. I already told you I love seeing that when I go look at the collection and see this array of amazing, amazing people that have been kind enough to share their time with me and come on the show and just talk about their art and their careers. The sales are truly secondary. Lucky for me, I don't have an investor because I'm sure that's not what they would want to hear. <laughs> um, but yeah, fuck it. I don't need sponsors or ads right now. Well, you know, see how that evolves once we get the studio going. But that is a conversation for another day. D-Nice by Design, thank you for joining us. Hope you have an incredible weekend. And I look forward to many, many more conversations that will probably be offline and talking about the art that we will create together.
1: Yeah, man. I'm really excited for that. And thank you for having me up here. Thank you for uh, everyone that was just like listening. Danny, I see you down there. And and, uh, Tony Illusion. Yo, thank you for at least coming through and listening to me bump my gums about, about design and VHS tapes. And uh, yo, I, I really appreciate this. It was really dope.
0: That's love to everyone and peace.